Amen. Let's get Baptist right now. Let's get Baptist right now. Down through the years, the Lord's been good to me. Down through the years, my Lord, Lord's been good. Oh, down through the years, the Lord's been good to me. You know that the Lord surely been good to me. I wonder how I got witnesses in the house in the home. All of my life, the Lord's been good, good to me. Oh, all of my life, the Lord's been oh, oh, you know. Trouble in my way, I have to cry sometimes. All my trouble, I have to cry sometimes. I laid awake at night. I laid awake at night. At night. at night, but that's alright. Right. I know Jesus. Cause I know Jesus. After a while, stepped in the furnace. A long time ago, nobody but Shadrach and me shot in a pen ago. There was a rabbit. Get five dollars off. And I know that Jesus. Oh, you got that dirt card in your hand. I guarantee you'll fix it. Jesus, Jesus, Let's put your hands together. Amen. Amen. Very, very, very quickly, I know, I know to our viewers the time is getting, getting kind of late, so I'd just like to uh, 
just um, thank those who are responsible for all of our uh, 60th pastoral anniversary committee. Just quickly stand, quickly stand, all of you. Put your hand efforts, and we simply thank you for, as a family, for your uh, love, uh, for your sincerity, because you don't have to be real about anything you're doing. But I know you're real about what you're doing this morning. I'm not going to hold you long. If you look on the sign in back of me, that is our theme in our thematic text, uh, Nehemiah 8 and 5. And when he opened the book, all the people stood up. Praise you, Jesus. That's right. That's right. That's right. Word the, from the Lord. The book of St. Mark, the 8th chapter and the 34th pericope, or the extract of our uh, scripture, it shall be found in that 31st, 34th verse. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, whosoever will come after me, let him, that means her also, let him deny himself. But it was him at the time, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Now I'm asking you to put a pen right there. Turn to the book of Genesis, the 28th chapter and the 16th brickpie of, that is the verse of our 28th chapter. When Jacob awoke from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. And our thematic scripture, um, I shall embrace uh, the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter, and the 23rd pericope, that is our 23rd verse which was read for you earlier. But he that received seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some and hundred fold, some 60, some 30. Thank you, amen. That is the word of God for all people of God. To his glory we say amen. amen. I want you amen. to look at around at someone, any, anyone, and even in the air, and just simply say, I thank God, thank God. For, 60 for 60 years of seeds, of, seeds. of certainty, in grave uncertainty. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. And if I had to put a tag on this text or subject to this text, it would simply, I would simply say, 60 year seeds of certainty in grave uncertainty is partly, partly uh, some of our theme. My brothers and sisters, if you allow me to take my little time, I'm going to hurry as quick as I can. Come on, preacher. I got Preach here when I was six. And I'm only 16 right now. Come on, but come give, on, me, come give on, me a little on, time. On. Yeah, on, I got here when I was six. My brothers and sisters, Make it plain. we live in unprecedented times and unusual situations. I don't have to even say, but everything 
is unprecedented. Leave your house, go down the street, drive a couple of blocks, unprecedented. If you are 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, or 90 plus, uh, <clears throat> this pandemic pain, this unnurturing atmosphere of panic, nervousness, trepidation, fear, fright, anxiety, alarm has cornered, captured, and trapped and seized our total mindsets today. There are unparalleled challenges of loss and what is the proper way to deal with what is transpiring or what is transpiring at the time. Then we might ask the question, how do we or how may we learn? Well, when it comes, my brothers and sisters, to this world, there has never been a time that we have been able to depend on the world's certainty. Because, let me just say it like this, because when you are lost, it is certain that you will stay lost. Because whether you know it or not, all of us can be certain of one thing, that is that uncertainty is real if we don't believe it. It's real, alive and living in our pandemic-raised world. Yes, Lord. Some of us are here this morning, and some of us are at home viewing us this morning. Let me just simply say, uh, are, are we are certain, and are we certain that we can predict our entrance or our exit. When you get through with the live stream, if you leave, <clears throat> if you are at home and you leave out the front door, back door, or the garage, you're going to use that as an ex exit, but it will not be your en en entrance. Uh, I, I don't believe so. <clears throat> Let me say, like, we. We as Christians uh, just believe and know that God in Christ will open the door when we come in and he will close the door when we leave out. Say that. And, and he will continue to abide with us in, in our travels because if this were not the case, then our travels would become grave and uncertain. Come on. Are you getting me right now? Are you getting me? Come on, preacher. When you leave to go on a vacation, when you leave out the door, is it certain that you're going to come back through that same door? Yes. Well, you, you chose it. You said grave, uncertain. Now, when we look at and we say grave, it is confrontationally challenging. That is a situation in which people, groups, cities, states, countries, and continents oppose or challenge each other in an angry way or as an adjective, that term grave is an elusive word on, that seriously implies a concern what, of what really matters. Well, just allow me to say it like this. When it comes to the world and its timetable, 60 years, 60 years, 
uh, doesn't matter too much. Because the world in which we live, the world is in a constant state of flux. In, in other words, <clears throat> what you're saying, preacher, it, 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 it's, it's just constantly flowing in and it's flowing out. But when we put a strong, somebody say, I got a strong. Somebody say, I got a strong. I can't eat. When we put a strong and lasting faith in the middle of 60 years, something is going to happen. I, I hear two or three people. I hear some witnesses in this house. I hear you're listening to me too much. Just say amen. Just say amen. Uh, what, say, well, what happens? What happens when, uh, uh, when we experience 60 years in Jesus Christ? Well, something is going to happen. Something has happened at 1161 East 105th Street. Something has happened on the next corner. Somebody, something has happened on this corner. What has happened? People get saved. Building programs get completed. Uh, ministries get nurtured. Babies grow in the admonition of the Lord. Building additions are erected and blessed for the completion of this ministry on this corner. 60 years, 60 years of knowing what? 60 years of knowing that the Lord will make a way. I wonder have I gotten with it. Let me say, hear somebody say, yes, he will. Let's say something about uncertainty. Well, uncertainty, my brothers and sisters, is constant. It's continuing, but there is one thing that we can know for sure, and, and that we might know the past. That's what we know for sure. We might know the past, and well, we might not be able to predict and cannot predict the future. But one thing we can know, we can adjust our faith for what we've come through. We can adjust our faith for what we're experiencing now. We, you got quiet on me right now, you're at the house. We can adjust our faith that of what we're getting ready to go through. 60 years, this pulpit then has adjusted itself by faithful grace and mercy of knowing God and not just a man. Okay. It's good to know your neighbor. Okay. It's good to know your buddy, buddies. It's good to know your homies. It's good to know your friends. It's good to know, but it's good to know your concerned family members. But certainty is not found in neighbors, buddies, friends, associates, or other, even others. I wonder, have I got two or three witnesses in this house, five or six or seven witnesses? But it's in the God who creates, generates, produces, designs our tomorrows. You know, it, it's not easy to live 60 years trying to do some things. It's, it's not easy trying to do our own things, our own way, in which we know we can do. Because, because I'm, I'm just saying it like this, because if we know, or if we were to discuss numerology, that is uh, the branch of knowledge that deals with the significance of numbers, and we might say that that is uh, pseudo-scientific belief in numbers and events, but 
Uh, might I just add that numbers, in a very real sense, do not represent the quality of ministry. Come on. Come on. I know some 60-year-old boys been preaching. It's, it's not maybe not the quality of ministry. I wonder, have I got two or three? I, I wonder, do you know what I'm talking about right now? It's not the quality of ministry that we might be experiencing, or it might be not the quality of ministry that fulfills us. 60 years. Come on, preacher. This pulpit has depended on certainty. Thank you, Jesus. Not certainty in what I can do uh, uh, when I come here. Uh, not certainty in what Papa can do when, when they come to. But, but in order to preach for 60 years, pastor for 60 years, to hold up these bricks for 60 years, I wonder have I got witnesses in this house. Uh, you cannot, you could not, you cannot depend on your own certainty of what you can do. If you, if we could depend on this kind of thing, then last year, uh, uh, Dr. Rowan, Dr. Rowan Bethany, uh, last year then, uh, on, uh, what is that, uh, uh March 20, March 20, 2020, uh, then, if we could say certainty, I, I would have said that, uh, uh, last year we could come to church regular. My Lord Jesus. Regular. I, I could have said we could come to church on our own. If you if we had to depend on our own certainty, I, I wouldn't have had any mask. I wouldn't have had any cleanser. Uh, uh, uh. My Lord Jesus. <laughs> But let me tell you, certainty doesn't come up That's it. with a maybe dual ministry, a single ministry of 60 years. Wait. Uh -uh. <laughs> you can be certain of one thing, you're going to have some grave uncertainty in 2021. When you talk about certainty and grave uncertainty, uh, then that creates a testimony. Well, what is a testimony? Yeah. I'm going to tell you the te testimony is something like this. If it had not been for the Lord Jesus Christ. Let, let me say it like this. If it is the will uh, of Jesus Christ, Oh, let me say it like this. If it is the will of our Lord Jesus, or if it is the Lord Jesus' will, we will always live in the will of God. That, 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 that certainty. That certainty. That certainty that I can, we can depend on. Uh, why? Why would you say that, preacher? Why would you say that? Uh, let me say, because he is our source. He is the source of our trust. He is the seed of our success. He is the way out of no way. I think I have some people in this house know what I'm talking about. Someone has said, worrying about our tomorrows is useless. Someone else has said, tomorrow isn't here because tomorrow never is going to be here. But, uh, but by the will, by the will and grace of our Lord and Jesus, Savior, Jesus Christ, 
60 years have produced a seed of the Lord. 60, yes, yes. 60 years of trust in God's children, preaching, putting life back together, putting hands on people that needed hands to be laid on. How then has this awesomely important testimony produced a, uh, <clears throat> the sanctity of seed production in a gravely uncertain and hellish world. Saying it right. Well, very quickly, embedded in our text are three precise and explicit areas of seed sowing for a 60-year preacher. First of all, seeds have to be planted for productivity. Well, what is productivity? The productivity for a preacher comes in three instances. The productivity of a preacher, firstly, is one in sacrificial living, right? And I want to say planet for productivity. Well, let me say, I'm not a horticulturist. Uh, I'm not a horticulturist. Uh, we would know that if we were, we would know that there are some fruit developing that goes on for horticulturists. But let me tell you, for the Christian preacher with a Christian testimony, in order to convey what we need to do for these 60 years, uh, uh, we, have to, we, we have to be properly planted. That's it. That's and it, we have to be properly situated. Uh, and that requires sacrifice. Sacrificial living. In other words, there have been uh, quite a sufficient number of sow seed sowing and seed sacrifice. Well, what's, what's sacrifice? 60 years of sacrifice in God in Christ Jesus has been won, not by just anything, but been won by sacrificial living. That is... It has been one of, if you look at your Bible, that first scripture that we called on, it has been one of denying oneself. My Lord Jesus. The Bible definition of denial or deny yourself means to say no to yourself and yes to God. That's it. That's it. Some of us Flat here out. today, some preachers today, they're not in a deny situation. Not in a deny situation. Sometimes you ain't got no money and you gotta deny yourself. That's, as pastor, the world commands that we must not be excited of what the Bible calls filthy lucre. In plain language, it means that the pastor is not money hungry because he lives a sacrificial life. He did, denies the pursuit of wealth and the world and worldliness and worldly riches. He pursues the kingdom of God. Uh, but let me tell you, I'm going to stop right there. Now, this does not mean that the pastor should be broke. <laughs> Say that. Say that. Say that. This does not, this does not mean that the pastor should be bagging groceries at Walmart. Come on. Yeah. This does not mean that the pastor should be a penniless. Yeah. 
It means that it means what they it, it means that he must seek first the kingdom of God. And then after he seeks first the kingdom of God, then he ought to see the righteousness of God. And that's where you secure your own wealth. Sacrificial living requires self-denial. Yes, yes, yes. And it requires uh, not only that which is monetary, but it requires character. Uh, for uh, a call preacher, for a special people, those that those whom God ordains are those who've been touched by the hand of God in the way that they should pursue the kingdom of God. That's it. The call of the pastor is also a call to sacrificial living. Then, second of all, let me very quickly go. Second of all, in order for seeds to have productivity. There has to have been 60 years That's it. of sacrificial service. That's it. Somebody say service. Service. In other words, we are not here because we are just here. We are here because of service. Service that is not haphazard. Service that is not uh, actively, obviously, uh, <clears throat> acting without principle or organization. We are here. Because God's man has been called up and called out for 60 years for sacrificial service. When one lives in a not-so-normal Christian idiom of sacrificial service, that is the call to deny yourself. The Greek word Donikos is translated minister in English. It means sir, to serve. More than anything else, the pastor of the congregation, then I should say, must be a servant. Okay. A servant. If, in fact, the greatest pastors are those who have served the needs of people and others. Service to God through serving others is time consuming, just like it is this morning. It's time consuming. And I can't wait to get through with this message. It's time consuming, but we have to labor on. Helping the poor, preacher. Somebody say holler. Someone say holler if you're helping. Helping the people. Helping the people. That's ministry. The needy, the old, the feeble, the young, the restless requires energy and it requires money on a regular basis. There are no shortcuts. There are no quick uh, fixes. It, it, it's sacrificial. It's time consuming. Time consuming, time consuming. And it'll take everything. One day, there was an animal convention. And to demonstrate the animal's appreciation, the animals decided they would treat the farmer to a fine breakfast to demonstrate their appreciation for all the years that he has kept them together. Well, the cow was the first one to get up in the convention. He said, I'm just going to give him a glass of milk and butter, and that he will butter his bread. And inspired then by the cow's suggestion, the hen got up very quickly and said, uh, I want to serve him bacon and eggs for breakfast too. And at the mention of bacon, uh, uh, the pig visibly was visibly disturbed. <laughs> the others wanted to know. They looked at the pig and they said, pig, what's wrong with our suggestion? It's a great suggestion. 
the pig shook his head and just answered very solemnly and, and quietly. He said, somberly, he said, uh, you know, to serve the farmer milk, all the cow had to do is give him some milk and the farmer can get some cream and coffee and, and milk to butter his bread. He said, all the chicken had to do is lay an egg and he can get scrambled egg. But in order for uh, him to get bacon on his plate, I got to give up everything. Only way I can give him anything is I have to give it all. The pig understood the meaning of total sacrifice. Those who live in Christ today must be prepared then to give up the whole pig. Give up the pig. Then third of all, in order for seeds of productivity uh, to blossom, there has to have been 60 years of a sacrificial spirit. Sacrificial spirit. Can I take my time? In other words, the pastor in everything must be led by the spirit. Right. Not only the spirit of any old thing, not the spirit of I'm, I'm going to get drunk, not the spirit I'm going to need to some Johnny Walker. That, that, that's another kind of spirit, some of us. That's another kind. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the spirit of Jesus Christ. Have I got witnesses in this house? Not your spirit, not my spirit, not dad's spirit, spirit but Christ. I want to have a God witness. Somebody ought to holler if you hear me this morning. The spirit of what? 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 The spirit of Christ. And, and, and you know, sometimes I might, might not have the right spirit. The right spirit is the spirit. What is that spirit of humility? Mm. Humility is important in the kingdom building process because it promotes. Christ above our self-interest. Let, well, let me just say, say it like this. It is our nature to seek praise because it promotes our personal agenda and it promotes that which we love. It builds us up and we need some confidence sometimes. It's natural for each of us to desire personal uh, glory, honor, honor, give you flowers, you know, da-da-da, before you, you know, leave here. Yeah. Honor, praise. But to build the kingdom for the Savior, God must get the glory. One day, one day you remember King Hezekiah, uh, I'm sorry, King Nebuchadnezzar. You remember him? We always talk about yeah. King Nebuchadnezzar. Had a problem with humility. Because he looked out after he built everything. You know how you look out pull up your pants and uh, put your, say, look at this, what I'm, look, look at what I've done, look at what I've built. He, 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 but then he started to strolling, strolling down the corridors bragging. But you know the story. But while the word was in the king's mouth, God changed his position, and he had to go out and do some unusual things. He had some unusual conditions. He had some unusual ways that, that did not, uh, that people couldn't stand. But, but, but one thing he did, he did come back with humility. 
and realize that it was God in the mix all the time. My brothers and my sisters, humility produces uh, a sacrificial spirit. And it does not come to us, but it goes through us and straight up to God. For 60 years, there's been a servant here who has possessed a sacrificial spirit. My Lord Jesus. That has been able to call on the Lord mm -hmm. anytime, any place, and anywhere. And he has served uh, his God. And he has served the Lord in a most sacrificial way. Anytime, anywhere, any place. And he served the God who puts the blue in the sky, a God who puts the wind in water and the dry in sand, a God who guides the birds through the trackless air and the eagles soar above the clouds, a God who puts height in the mountains and a God who puts his foot in the valleys. And then after all that, he's been able to meet his servant at 1165. 1161 East 105th Street here on this corner for 60 years. For 60 years, somebody ought to holler if you hear me. In order for these seeds to have been planted and grown, it is because it's been watered by humility and a sacrificial spirit that's been enveloped and developed by the spirit of the Lord. And when you let the spirit lead you, yes, something's going to happen. Yes, I, I, I'm just about finished. But I'm going to show us what a sacrificial spirit can do. One day, a grandmother told a granddaughter, baby, whatever you do in this life, if the bottom falls out, don't forget to just hang on to God and the Lord will make a way. One day, the grandmother got sick and could not get out of bed. The food had run out. But then one thing after another started happening. But then the grand granddaughter started to remember as the grandmother got sick. She remembered what her grandmother told her because she was so young. She, she remembered that the grandmother said, if the bottom falls out, don't forget to just hang on to God and God will make a way. So this is what happened. The granddaughter was too young to really know that what was going on. So the granddaughter sat down one evening and started writing a message to God in form of a letter. She said, Lord, I believe you know me and I know you. And Lord, I got a situation. My grandmama is sick. But she told me before she got sick, baby, if the bottom falls out, don't forget to just hang on and the Lord will make a way. Well, she wrote on the letter, we are sick, 
and we are hungry. Lord, can you come see about us? She was getting ready to close the letter, but she put a PS on the letter. He said, by the way, Lord, can you come as soon as you can? The little girl folded the letter, walked outside and put it in the mailbox. The next day, the postman picked up the letter and he saw the letter was addressed to Jesus and the kingdom of heaven. Well, the postman wasn't, wasn't moved. The, he went back to the post office and showed it to his co-workers. The co-workers started laughing at the granddaughter's letter that was addressed to Jesus and the kingdom of heaven. But then the mailman thought of something. He decided, I'm gonna get another laugh. He decided to take the letter to the postmaster. When the letter got in the postmaster's office and got in the postmaster's hand, the postmaster looked at the letter and the postmaster looked a little chagrined. But then the postmaster immediately got on the phone and called his doctor and told his doctor that he had just gotten a letter from a little girl whose grandmother got sick. He said, if it is all possible, can you go and give them a house visit as a favor for me? And, and well, the, the doctor went to the house and knocked on the door. The granddaughter answered the door and they opened the door and the doctor said, well, I got a letter from the postmaster and I was told that you need some help and you need some healing. The doctor, then they said, come in. The doctor walked in, looked around and saw they needed some hot soup, hot coffee, and hot tea and some other items. That's it. So he looked in the cupboard, but the cupboards was bad. The doctor stepped outside the door, got on his cell phone because he had a friend at the grocery store. So the doctor told a friend that there was a family that needed groceries and uh, can you come over and bring the groceries right, right away? Well, the grocery man said he would do it. But then when the grocery man got to the house and uh, the granddaughter opened the door and he stepped in, he had the groceries. But he realized that uh, <clears throat> he couldn't put the groceries up because the cabinets had fallen apart and everything was on the floor. <clears throat> but so the grocery man stepped outside the door and called, got on his cell phone and called a friend who was a carpenter. And, and, and I'm so glad that just like the little girl, when you call on the Lord, he will come to your rescue. The carpenter came to the house, fixed the cabinets, the grocery man put the groceries back in the cabinet, and the doctor fixed the grandmother. Let me tell you, for 60 years, We've had a doctor, doctor in the sick room for 60 years. We've had a lawyer in the courtroom. Don't worry about it, baby. 
Just hang on. For the Lord will make a way. Well, he's been making a way for 60 years. He has been strength in darkness. He's been peace in confusion. He's been a cure for calamities. He's made a way for us. He's been deliverance from our distresses. He's been sight in the midst of blindness. He's been light in the midst of darkness. He's been joy and sorrow. He's been a hope for tomorrow. He's been victory and defeat. He has been a way out of no way. He has been joy for our journey. He's been mercy for our misery. He's been grace for our gloom. He's made a way out of no way. He's been healing for our hurts. He's been provision for our poverty. He's been a partner in the midst of pain. He's salvation in the middle of our sin. He's grace in the middle of our guilt. He's medicine for all our misfortunes. He's liberty when we start to lose it. For 60 years, he has been in our heart, in our souls, in our mind, in our thoughts. Holler if you hear me. He's been in our lives. He's been in our goings. He's been in our comings. He's been in our spirit. He's been in our bodies. If it had not been, if it had not been, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, tell me, 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 where, where? The door to the church are open. The door to the church are open. If it had not been, is there one, if it had not been for the Lord, is there one, come by, let him, I 